So, Aaron, you almost got me in trouble with my job. What did I do? You remember when you renamed my Zoom name? <laughs> oh. Tell me why. If I wasn't paying attention, I hadn't caught that shit, and I joined the meeting first, you would have had me fucked up. Well, that I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't know you used your personal Zoom with your uh, work Zoom. But y'all don't have a Zoom. I had to make a Zoom for work. <laughs> and then apparently that was just stuck to my IP. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. That's actually not my fault because you changed your name after I changed it for you. When I cha- I originally named you Thought Bitch or whatever, and you changed it to Aaron's... Uh... Is your fault. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. And I'm Terry. Y'all, this is new. This is the second week in a row. <laughs> Man, so this is so new to me, my bad. And I'm a okay. Wait, no, I don't want to say my actual name. And I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, well, do you want to say the name that you want to say? Yeah. Say it. I just did. Oh, okay. So we have three great topics for you today. Um, the first topic that we're going to talk about today is T.D. Jakes and Diddy. Um, because there, there is some homosocial activity involved in that. The second topic we're going to talk about today is the drama with the color purple involving Oprah Winfrey, Taraji P. Henson. And then last, we're going to talk about Lil Nas X's new uh, song slash music video. Um, and before we begin, I just want to say that because I've drank an entire bottle of champagne before this to prepare for this, and I was not done drinking, but the only thing I had left in my fridge was three shot glasses worth of vanilla vodka and maybe like a half a bottle of strawberries and cream liqueur. Um, I have damn, I know I have three shots that I prepared of strawberry cream liqueur and vanilla vodka, um, that I will take right before we do a bitch go to hell segment. Um, but yeah, let's get started with the T.D. Jakes and Diddy, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know what to call it, like, just <laughs> situation. The saga. So- oh, that's good, saga. Um, <laughs> so, essentially, and y'all correct me if I'm, if, um, I obviously am leaving out some information, but there, um, I don't know her name, but, um. Cassie. Cassie, that's been like an investigation. Uh, actually, does anybody know the situation better than I do? Yeah. So what happened was, apparently, back in the day, Cassie was stuck under an NDA with Diddy. And so from the time they dated and all that, it just, I think, expired fairly recently, like sometime last year. And so she filed a motion about all the abuse, the drugs, technically sex trade, a whole bunch of shit that Diddy was putting her through. And so... She did all that to like kind of start the investigation and all that, but they ended up with a settlement. But because the pot has already, you know, been stirred, everything has been a uh, snowballing from there. That's like the very short and condensed version. So yeah. it came out that there there was like allegedly um this this uh recording on like a cell phone that was like entered into evidence like for like this trial and there was someone on the call talking about some parties that were <laughs> that was happening at Diddy's mansion and someone mentioned that TD Jakes yes the bishop 
um, was like a frequent, allegedly, because uh, I want to get sued, allegedly a frequent guest at these Diddy parties and allegedly a bottom, um, allegedly seeing a bunch of men, allegedly being very active at these Diddy parties, specifically the homoerotic uh parts of the party when y'all found out that people were talking about this shit on social media specifically the td jakes part um and i'm gonna play the clip that we are all probably thinking about right now after y'all get done talking um but what what were your reactions i ain't never Not liked surprised. that looking motherfucker doesn't he run the shade room yeah so it's suspected that he runs the shade room also yes! it's suspected that his daughter stole a baby what yeah <laughs> no one <laughs> it's a whole How do you thing still a baby it was the whole thing that came out about this girl who uh either she was close to tj jake's family or whatever but it was the whole situation that happened with her baby and so essentially tj jake's daughter stole her baby and has been raising like as her kid it's like a whole thing i oh I so yeah. like when I first saw this because like I still have like vivid memories of like my like uh I, I don't know if I would call them extended black family but I have vivid memories of like my extended black family they have like books written by TD Jakes I think my mom has had a book that she's read by TD Jakes they watch TD Jakes shit TD Jakes was in fucking jumping the broom featuring fucking all the fucking Tyler Perry actors and. I know, like, when it came out and all this shit was happening, there were, like, people who were, like, making fun of it, but then I, there was a bunch of Black people who were, like, this is not something to joke about, and y'all don't need to be spreading these rumors about TDJs, because this obviously is not true. And um, there was a more humorous side to TikTok that, obviously, um, I am a part of, and um, I want to play a clip for the the listeners um, of people... They, list, they watched this clip. This clip was was this happened pre before the actual like trial stuff happened but people watched the clip and they went back and they said uh you know what that explains a lot if td jake is being accused of being a power bottom this makes a lot of sense so i'm gonna play this clip and then we're gonna discuss a clip that he talked about with his congregation after you know all of this rumors started spreading around which is ironic since he like owns the shade room but let's listen to the clip um of <laughs> of td jake's uh that people have been speculating about being, you know, evidence that he is <laughs> horrible. <laughs> With that okay, damn long we... sleeve moo moo on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I would have been <laughs> swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you gone through a time of swallowing where everything was overwhelming and you? to blink three times i know you fucking lying Wait. <laughs> <laughs> i've literally never liked this man so the fact that something has came out about him is not surprising to me was the subject matter a little surprising yeah but i mean i'm not surprised y'all be trying to y'all trust any nigga that get behind a pulpit i'm not even gonna hold you that's true this yeah. nigga came out of nowhere and all of a sudden everybody's like yeah but then again this is a millionaire pastor those two words don't even make fucking sense 
I ain't gonna lie, because I ain't got how much pastors make in a year. I don't know. How much do pastors make in a year? Um, some of them make a hundred thousand. Well, I'll say the one I know personally makes a hundred thousand a year. Who? I don't think that's ethical. You talking about Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen no. makes way more than that, Aaron. Yeah. Joel Olstein creeps me out. His face that is chick weird. teeth, motherfucker. My my yeah. mother is a huge Joel Olstein fan. Oh, the red flag right there. Well, I had to stop my mouth. Oh, like... obviously. <laughs> no. Let me stop before he pop out one of them front teeth and throw it at my head. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I think that this does. So, like, I feel like this speaks to. On one hand, it speaks to some maybe concerns within the black community and religion and also it speaks to some concerns about mega churches um and televangelists because i mean because that's what he he is a televangelist technically yes and i i mean look this would not even be a talk with discussion if black people weren't so focused on hating gays like if literally, if like people weren't just so caught up talking about God hates the gays or whatever, it'd literally just be another nigga who just like dig. I don't think so. Really? Like, I, no, no. I think it's because CD Jakes has really cemented, like, even when the stuff came about the shade room, people are like, when it comes to church, especially for black men, having a respectable person to look towards is a big deal. And they're like, TD Jakes kind of found a way to balance between both worlds. Which I feel like no pastor should be doing. And so I feel like this one, especially because Diddy, someone who's pretty much been untouchable up until this point, and then TD Jakes, who is back Diddy and everything else, and then all the lawsuits that have come out since then, including like Diddy getting dropped from Ciroc today. It's Oh, they finally dropped him? Yeah, they like did a payout or something like that. Um and he can no longer be attached to the Ciroc brand and some other brand, but they did a good payout for him. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I do think that like, it's a mixture of, yeah, homophobia is a thing in the church, but also TD Jakes has such a reputable thing. And he's like one, he's our Joel Alstein. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like, damn, why it had to be him first. Yeah, but I guess at the same time, it could just be that I already had like a weird bias against him because just something about him never rubbed me the right way. Like, I don't know what it is about T.D. Jakes because like my aunt and them love him. I can't say that Granny and them do, but T.T. T.T. likes uh, T.D., which I could just never get because the way he just carried himself just always seemed real suspicious to me. But it just could be that I don't particularly like like televangelists or like any type of like mega church anything like it always kind of like creeps me out to an extent because i feel like stuff like that shouldn't be that big and also you shouldn't be accumulating that much wealth this nigga got private jets and everything like that makes no sense to me i i had a memory recently i don't know who i was talking to recently but we were talking about like um like wealth and the church and i remember i have this like vivid image that this is an actual didn't happen. I was remember I was like waiting um to go inside of like the actual um sermon at a black church, but I had to like wait outside in the lobby because they were like in the middle of prayer and I was you can't go inside while they pray. And um I remember I asked like my grandfather, I was like, 
why do like why do I need to pay money to a church? <laughs> like why do I need why do I need to tithe? Why do I need to pay tithes and offering? Um, and then like more importantly, like why does the pastor have like the best fucking car in all of the congregation like ever? Like why is he why is he making so much money? Um, and like at the time, like it, and, and I wasn't attending a mega church, obviously. Um, and the answer that I was given was that like we need money to keep the church lights on and to keep church AC on, um, which valid. Um, but then like, I like, why, why does TD Jakes need a private jet? I mean, I guess like he is like a national, like, um, spokesperson. So he needs to like, I guess, go to different States and shit. And he has like publicity events. I don't know why he can't fly, um, Delta like everybody else, but I mean, I, I guess I get that. that like um suspiciousness of televangelists because i mean wh why do you need a private jet <laughs> I also didn't like that guy that died within the past two years. Which one? This is probably really not going to narrow it down. The old white guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that did that ain't did shit for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me see. Um, let me see if I can find him. But he was just known for being a piece of shit. Like he did not like anybody. He was <laughs> too fond of my Oh, Lord. I know. I know. Talk about. I know. He's the one who was the who was the extreme homophobic. Yes. Yes. Oh, what was his name? Everyone was like celebrating because he died. I think he's he also died. like super misogynistic. Like he he's died just during been, Pride like, Month, right? Didn't he die during Pride Month? I think so. It was. Oh really wait, wait, Kevin Samuels. No, yeah. baby, not him. He was oh. a He was not a televangelist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I said that shit so confidently too. Oh, I gotta look this up. I know exactly. I know his face. I know who exactly you're talking about. I'm trying to find it now. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't Pat know. Robertson. Pat Robertson, yes! Oh, that, nigga, that nigga died at 93. <laughs> he died Nobody June 8th of 2023. Nobody told my ass. I was like, who is that? The way I, I saw he to be the 700 doing the river stomp. I mean, he was like extremely like Southern Baptist, like conservative. Really. Like he... Like fire and brimstone type. Like no woman should ever wear a pair of pants. He had some interesting opinions. He he had, he had that famous quote about lesbian feminists, um, where he said like, um, uh, oh here it is. Here's the quote. Here's here's a quote. Here's a quote. I got it right here. Uh, during <laughs> during the week of nine eleven, um, <laughs> he expressed his own opinion that quote the ACLU has to take a lot of blame for this. In addition to the pagans, the abortionists, and the feminists, and the gays, and the lesbians who have helped the terror attacks of 9-11 happen. Hey, was anybody safe? No! Here, you know, this nigga didn't like anybody who was not a white man. He did not. He did not like anybody. And even then, I don't know if he even liked the most, like, recent white men that came out. He only liked like the fifties and up. That's probably the last time he paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, going back to TD Jakes, I also have a problem with like um. Well, I do understand, especially in our community, especially in the black community, it's really hard for some people to find somebody to idolize. The idolization always kind of comes back to bite you in the butt once they get like elevated to a certain level. 
So like the way I kept seeing people kind of flock around, which is also could be said for Beyonce. I'm just going to pull this out. I'm just going to say that, but we're not addressing that right now. Whenever somebody starts putting somebody on that much of a pedestal, the way they kept doing TD Jakes, I was like, something, something ain't right, but I don't know what it is. And it was the same thing with Oprah too. Um, I, I didn't follow TD Jakes that much, but like, did he ever, like, did, what is TD Jakes opinion about like the LGBTQ community? Did he have an opinion publicly about it? I'm not even fully sure. Once I like looked at him a couple of times, like if people talked about him to me, I wouldn't, I'd just be like, oh, okay, I'm glad you have something that you like, but I never really looked too much into him because he kind of skeeved me out. Cause honestly, now that I think about it, I truly don't care. <laughs> I really don't care about if, if, if the rumors are true that he is allegedly a power bottom and all this shit, I truly don't <laughs> care if, as so long as he's not like hypocritical and he's like denounced the gays. But like, if he don't have an opinion about how like if you're gay, you're going you're going to hell, then like that that's the only reason like why I care about some of these people who are like in positions of power, who are like religious leaders who say like anti queer stuff, but then turn around and you find out that they've had like an affair with like someone of the same gender or some shit. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't ever recall reading any like like headlines or news articles about like. T.D. Jakes being, like, anti-LGBTQ. And then, like, even when all of this stuff came out, um, I don't re I don't remember seeing any TikToks or tweets or anything, but, like, oh, it's ironic that T.D. Jakes, you know, was, like, having sex with these men, but, you know, in October 20-whatever, he said all of this anti-LGBTQ stuff. So, yeah. I mean, well, I just Googled it just to see. And this is, like, an article from, like, 2009 from, like, Chicago Times. Oh, it's from like a queer Chicago Times thing. Apparently, his sexuality got brought up in 2009 by something that had to go on with his son or something. I'm just kind of skimming it. But one of the things that he... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody said something funny. Anyway, for um, apparently he said he would never hire somebody who was not... He would never hire a sexually active gay person to his ministry. Which is yeah, crazy because... Yeah, no, okay. I so I learned that from um from one of our friends from something, but I also think that's crazy because like they be the main ones leading the choir, so I don't understand. Is he the like a gay like is either a gay leading the choir or is the first lady of the church who has a suspiciously fat ass and is really good at something? <laughs> it's always that the church BBL. They always no, like it's not they marry too, they right get there. the ass. You're right. That's that Jiffy Terry. That's that cornbread song right there. Let me tell you. That shit is built from the ground up. She even got the cankles to match. Not the cankles, man. Cankles are very important for the sturdiness of the body. But also, why does somebody in the whole uh in the whole article with many African Americans <laughs> many African American brothers have said that T D Jakes is a little too swissy and sweet to not question his sexuality. A little too what? A little too swishy and sweet. Oh what? They say he had too much sugar in his tank to not question. Oh. And this is from 2009. Damn. Shit. <laughs> oh, apparently, I think T.A. Jake's oldest son might be gay from like looking because the way the whole article ends is like, but there are others in the community who say Jermaine, which I think is his oldest son, is just like his dad, but that son is not hiding behind a stained glass closet. Hello. D damn. Who wrote this? All right, Reverend Irene Moreau. She ate that up.
Okay. Um. Any final thoughts about TD Jakes? Not really. No, I don't like that man. I don't like thinking about him. But ask him who his tailor was for that purple muumu. Leave him alone with that damn muumu. <laughs> wait, oh, don't even uncomfortable. Wait, wait, wait! I just forgot. We have to watch his actual. We need to watch his response to the, to um all of the. When all of this stuff came out, he obviously had his own little, uh, or not little, his uh, sermon or whatever, and he, he did address some of the rumors. Um, on Christmas why Eve, got on, why is it like Mister Rogers? Mister, his Christmas Eve service. So we're gonna. This is uh, TD. Is Jake's that a candy Eve. dish? This is it only a minute like and twenty. Zayn, you gotta stop. <laughs> a minute and twenty seconds of TD Jake's addressing the rumors. You can go online, obviously, listeners, and listen to the, his entire sermon about this if you want to. It's also, it, or at least it was, all over TikTok. People were replying to it, but this is just a few minutes of it. So we're going to take a listen. Some of you logged in or come in out of concern. Some of you come in to hear what I'm going to say. All of you who expect me to address a lie, you can log off. I will not use this sacred day and this sacred pulpit to address a lie when I have a chance to preach a truth. I will stand straight up, head up, back straight, and preach the unadulterated and fallible word of God. Because that is what the pulpit is for. But there will be a time. <laughs> So you can stop dragging people and arguing with people and fighting and just log off. All you do is just hit the button. Right there. Log off. There is no show here. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter number one. I mean, do y'all think that it was... It was the appropriate or correct decision for him to like not address the rumors at the pulpit. You have to address it, even if you're at the pulpit or not. But I do think that he could have went a way better way. I think the drama behind it, I would have been like, yeah, it ain't true. Let's move on. But I think the the performance aspect of it makes you side at him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I, it does. I think his apology quote-unquote apology was not meant for me because you saw the way like his crowd his ministry they ate it up that is exactly the type of vibes they like so what he did was probably right actually for the community that he was addressing but for us of course it doesn't make sense to us because we have common sense we're not following this person like to the ends of the earth so but two notes one can we not be honest and say we haven't all seen like a elder black gay man who looked just like T.D. Jakes? That's true. I was sick of that. Yeah. Except they usually have like a nose ring. Oh my God. Right. Huh? Mm -hmm. And second, why they sue jacket so tailored? See, that's another thing. Where's y'all funds going? They got money to get it tailored. The fuck? It's yeah. too fucking tailored. It's too nice. What do you mean it's too nice? Okay. 
So this is just like a partial thing for me. I feel like especially like when churches get to a certain level and all that, especially like if it's to the point where your pastor has bypassed being a pastor to these things and become more of like a public feather slash celebrity. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that should be done in the community and different things like that. But you know, I have to. That's a good. Um, no, that's a good point. Like I, I think like if like everybody in the in the community that and I have not been to church in a very long time, but when I did go to church or when I was forced to go to church, I should say, it was always really weird to me that like the pastor was like just like so like much more wealthy than the community that he was like allegedly serving and like i just feel like you like you can have nice things and that's fine whatever but like at what point especially if you you're in a position i feel like where like your whole like career is about like around like morals and so i just feel like if you like if your entire community that you're preaching to is just like they can't eat they can't get to church and but unless they're just like walking to the fucking church, they don't even have like a ride to get there. But you were like showing up in a fucking um, in a fucking like BMW or a fucking Mercedes or some shit. I'm just like, what? How how are you serving the community that you're preaching to? It just oh, well, it well. always just rubs me the wrong way when like I see like like they're like significantly like when it's like significantly like wealthier than the than the actual people who are attending your service see this one i disagree with y'all on only because most churches vote on your pastor's salary and your pastor like regardless of what you get to amount you're supposed to steward your funds and a lot of that funding goes so that the pastor can have no outside job outside of whatever the church agrees to so they do get paid a higher wage but that doesn't count for where they have to like break down they have a financial department most churches even small ones have that and they're supposed to break down but your congregation doesn't necessarily like it goes against the christian perspective to have a congregation that's envious of your pastor's income because that's not biblically correct i have a question i don't know if it's like envy. i would think more of it's like more so people being able to like live without like a certain stress like they know if they're struggling for food they could come to the church or if they're struggling for like to clothe their kids they can come to the church and also yeah, your church is supposed to, to have like, that most churches i've like well at least the churches me growing up i didn't really see that as often like they did not really do that but i was also wondering when it comes to them voting on the like the pastor's pay is it done by the board or is it done by the entire congregation is it very transparent it's very transparent. You can ask, but typically the church appoints the board to decide that. But you can ask in any session meeting at the beginning of the year when you do your fiscal session. I mean, and I, I say that as someone who attends church and has parents who read pastors. I feel like so, like, but even then, church isn't about looking at what somebody makes versus not. You're mostly there to praise. Christ. I guess that makes sense to me. But like, I'm still like, like it's like okay, so like it's like one thing if like let's just say like. If we're just throwing some hypothetical numbers around, like if I attend a church and I'm making like twenty five thousand or like thirty thousand a year, and my like pastor is making like a hundred and like fifty thousand a year, like I'm like mm, okay, I wish I could be making that money, whatever. I guess, but like it's fine. But like, how do you like? How do you? 
And I got, how do you reconcile it, kind of? I got, and this is the reason why I'm not at church, but like, because how do you reconcile like a mega church where someone is making millions, millions? Biblically, of you're not supposed to be looking about that. That's why I think I'm a little quiet on well, that one. I'm like, that? well, from a, like, you're not supposed world? to be concerned about that because by in the Bible, even God says like you're in charge of stewarding your own finances. Yes, you are supposed to contribute your ten percent, whether it be through your wages or your time or some other effort to your church. But most people typically do the easy way out, just giving cash. But if you are not stewarding your cash and your funds correctly, that's not on your pastor. Granted, if your pastor gets to a point where your church bills aren't being paid and stuff, that's not the role of a church. Like that's where you need to look at your board and your pastor and go to the people above them because every church has a board that they report to on that. But typically, your pastor is getting that income. And that's all they can make throughout the year. But, and if they make more and they invest, that's their choice. But the church members who go, like, you know what you can contribute to your church. And typically, if you can't contribute financially, they'll be like, can you volunteer to maybe watch kids during a service or something like that? Like, there's multiple ways to offer. I think that's where humility and getting out of the whole mindset of looking like, oh, well, that's not fair. You need to open your mouth and be like, I can't do this. What can I do to help without feeling like I'm putting myself in a financial hole? I think the difference is I'm not necessarily saying that it's like looking at a pastor and being like, why are they making so much and I'm making so little? I think it's like it's more of an issue where I completely understand where you're saying where everything is like set fiscally by like the board and all that for the pastor to get paid pretty much the same amount for him to make his money for it to be for him to be able to live and all that. And that's all completely like pre-discussing all that. I feel like I have more of an issue where I feel like the amount of funds that's going to the pastor, there should be a certain amount of funds that deals with the church and all that. that I feel like the pastor could influence and like talk more to have like more programs set up. But I do understand that's completely different churches. Cause this is also me speaking to the point where I don't know what TD Jake's church does, but I will also say I have never heard of anything they do to help the community period. I've like heard of his books. I've heard of everything else, but like typically because we all know how black folks are, especially when somebody's doing something really good. People do talk. I don't think I've ever heard of what his church does for the community outside of like him and his family and them just trying to keep the whole like mega family, mega church going. I think my issue is more so I wish there was more transparency and more set up for programs and stuff to help the community as a whole. Because if people I like going to church, yeah, I want no, them I mean, to go and enjoy it. But I want... I would love for like their congregation to be like happy and healthy. I I so I I feel like I don't so for I I understand that like there there's a board and there are people in the congregation who vote for to for a set salary for like a pastor. That is like honestly like basic for like any kind of like just like jobs organization like, yeah. kind of like executive like uh, career position or whatever like they do that for like a university like we're all gonna vote this is the president's salary we approve this yes let's go my thing is like i like it would and i think maybe i'm just in a position as Anne because like honestly i check out <laughs> when it comes to like religious stuff but like like i will acknowledge that like the church like capital c church has been like influential and like helping like the black community like just like from like chattel slavery to civil rights movement to Jim Crow, black clothes all the way up until like now, like it's been like an instrumental part of like black liberation. Like I, I will hands off said like, yes, they will like provide for the community when it, when they need to. 
That being said, I think like both things can be true that like the black like the church will provide and community efforts and help black people in the community who like need help while at the same time and this is specifically speaking of like mega churches like I'm not talking about like the pastor that I knew who was making like six figures and like someone's making like one two three four five three four, uh five five figures like that at that point that's like I'm not even I'm not debating that but like when you have someone who's like if I'm attending for example um what's the name of that church uh Church of the Highlands Oof. um if I went to the Church of the Highlands and I'm making 25 and then the pastor is making God knows what and like I I understand that I'm not supposed to be thinking about that and that like I'm supposed to be contributing what I what I can but I recall when I was in church and I was when we were like they would have people come up and talking about tithes and or offering and what you could or should not contribute. And this just may be the academic in me uh, analyzing the like speeches that they gave. But like, I low key felt guilty. Like, Oh, I can't, I can't contribute what they're asking me to contribute. And like, honestly, I can't contribute shit today because like, I don't have the money. And then like, Oh, if you can contribute the money, you contribute the time. Well, no, cause time is money. And I, don't, I don't have the time to contribute this. But also I was like, I don't even want to contribute because like, you don't even see me as a human to begin with because literally last Sunday you were talking about how people like me should go to hell. So like, I don't know. It just, for me, I'm just like, if you have all, the, and this is, I guess, a larger conversation about capitalism and capitalists and wealth hoarding in general, if you have all this money, give <laughs> it to the rest of us who don't have anything. If you make all this money, TD Jakes, and you want to help the Black community, can you just give all this money to all of us and just help us? That's just my, that's just my opinion as a communist. There. I mean, they got enough to buy a baby. Let me stop. <laughs> we have to move on to the next topic soon, but do we have any final thoughts about TD Jakes? No? Okay. All right. I wonder so, how, like, I oh. wonder if he got a sex playlist. Like, for whenever he's getting bent over and, like, Swallow. Now, why would you make us suffer through that thought? Why would you do that? My because y'all don't question. remember when Mr. and Mrs. Brown released that Christian sex See, album? Now, that's what I was. I have to, it in my. My only question is: Do you think it is like gospel? Probably. It's Even probably gospel. I don't want to speculate on his sexual stuff. Let me just the king. Take I want to teach you, <laughs> Zan. Huh? Zan. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Right, I'm not having so, nightmares because of you today. No, ma'am. Let's move on to our next topic. Let's move on to our next topic, which is um, The Color Purple, which um, has been out in theaters for a while. Um, it is currently the movie of The, of the Color Purple musical. Um, it's starring Taraji P. Henson, Fantasia, Danielle Brooks, um, Halle Bailey, and some other very like important Black actors and actresses in the film. Um, Oprah has been very uh, present in the uh, promoting and publicity of the musical slash film. I guess, I guess it's a musical film. Um, but 
as this was happening, as the public public I'm sorry, y'all. I've I've already taken one of the shots, so my I'm slurring my words. <laughs> okay. As as, my ass the, beat my as the publicity tour was happening for the film, Taraji B Henson kind of went viral, um, and she was talking about the pay gap that she kind of went through, just like her journey as a black actress. Um, she said when she was having an interview with Sirius XM Radio. Um, with Gail King, December 19, 2023, she said um that she was tired of working so tired of working so hard, being gracious as to what she does and getting paid a fraction of the cost. And so there have been like a bunch and she she honestly opened up about her like her mental health filming the film because honestly, like if you've read the color, color purple or seen the movie, they're like the original movie, like it's it's, it's a lot. It, oh yeah, I was, I was gonna say it's not dark, but it's I guess dark. I don't. It's, it, dark? It's, no, it's dark. I've seen yeah. that shit like ten times since I was eight. This it's a dark. lot. It's I a lot. Like I tried to time. read. I tried to read the original book. I tried to read it in uh, middle school. I got to the first like maybe ten pages, and I was like, I can't. I can't read this. Like I shouldn't. Like this is too much for me. Um, but she's been open about her mental health, playing the role that she played in The Color Purple, and how that affected her. But also, like, just, like, more broadly about, like, how Black women in Hollywood have honestly been, like, paid a fraction of what they actually deserve to be paid. There's been, like, some drama, some speculation about, like, how, like, Oprah allegedly treated her during filming. There are, like, some, like, like some, like, videos where you see them, like, in publicity moments where, like, people are like, oh, Oprah, like, doesn't like Taraji because she's been, like, opening her mouth about, like, these, like, politics of, like, Black women in Hollywood and how she wasn't paid enough or whatever. And Oprah, obviously, is a fucking billionaire. And, um, and there has re there's, there's been an interview with Oprah literally asking Taraji about, you know, like, her experience in Hollywood as a Black woman and, you know, pay and stuff like that. So, like, how do y'all feel about the whole discourse that's been happening about the color purple and Oprah and Taraji? I mean, this isn't the first time Taraji has been outspoken about her not getting fairly paid. Like she's talked about it beforehand. She's always been very open about it, but it had to be a couple of years back. It had to be while we were still like in high school or something. But y'all remember when I think she was in four color girls or something like that. And she was talking about, the film she did with Tyler Perry was the first time she was actually being paid. I could do that on myself. Paid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was her first time actually being paid what she's supposed to be being paid. So she's always been pretty transparent about it and very outspoken about it. But I think it comes as more of a shocker as to how Oprah is one of the producers on the film mm -hmm. and they're still being treated this way. Like there's been stuff coming out like they weren't like at first they were trying to make them drive themselves to set which is unheard of when you have like especially big name actresses even when they're smaller if they're like a big part in the film they're not really driving themselves everybody's usually from all over usually they have somebody chauffeuring them from the hotel or back they weren't trying to provide them food which is also a complete work violation if somebody's on set for longer than a certain amount of time you're supposed to get them food like that is a requirement and so it's like there's all these like cuts they they kept trying to make because it was like an all black cast for the most part, but it's more shocking because of who is like one of the producers. And it's like I think it's more people are just getting like realistic and tired of hearing like people not being treated well, especially like when they're good at their job and they're doing like they're doing everything right what they're supposed to be doing and they're still not treated like shit. And it's like very frustrating. Terry. I've I've seen some of it. I will say I think Zan's rundown kind of gave it a way better breakdown than some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter. 
Um, I do think on one hand, Oprah comes to that generation where it's like, just be grateful for a little bit. Oh, but yeah. you would think at her age, she would also understand that it's frustrating for these things that would ha- like these aren't just people who are starting out in Hollywood. These are seasoned actors for mm. the most part. That this is an area where you would want them, especially a movie like The Color Purple, you'd want their them to be treated well. And like Zan said, like Taraji, I think is like back in Empire. Somebody pulled up clips where she was speaking yeah. out about like how mm-hmm. like she's been pretty consistent. But I also want to say all this needs to go back to Monique and a big ass apology. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. When I tell you also that she, I just want everybody sick. to know. Because I've been pissed at Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry since Monique. Don't forget Lee Daniels. I don't even count Lee. No, I can't finish that statement. No, I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> what do y'all think? So, like, what do y'all think is... Tara, I want to know what the statement was. <laughs> no, that's problematic on so many levels. I'm going to keep that one to myself. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Erin, don't put this in. Because <laughs> I want to hear it. Okay, go ahead. That <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It has not. I, I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna ask y'all like, what like, if you could describe the state of like black women in Hollywood right now, like, and it's I not still have not recovered from uh Angela Davis not winning for the Tina Turner biopic. We Angela Bassett. Yes. <laughs> I was like Angela Davis. Like, was like, oh. like Angela Davis. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. My bad. Every oh, once in a while. But honestly, but but no, for real, like Angela Davis does. Deserve- Angela Davis deserve not, not oh god see now you <laughs> Angela, Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett that woman deserves so much more than what she has been awarded I just mm-hmm. don't understand how like it is just like asinine to me it's crazy it's like and I think that's really what turns like the knife in the back for a lot of people especially with Oprah being a part of this whole production like this disillusionment of Oprah within this past year has gone crazy and very fast and i can't say that she hasn't earned every bit of it because i still haven't forgiven her for that hawaii shit i haven't forgiven her for the harvey weinstein of it all i'm forgiven her for having michael jackson's accusers on her show i'm Mm -hmm. forgiven oprah for a lot okay i do not Mm -hmm. like that woman you know what i oprah like i feel like for me so like I don't know if I don't want to say if it's hard for me to critique her because it's not because I obviously do it because like I critique I want her to come out the closet from the fact that that she yeah. is like, as a capitalist but like I know she's done so much for like the black community and for black people in media but like then I when I see like clips popping up about her and stuff that she's done in her past I'm just like like it 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 does it does go to that thing what Terry said about like the older generation of black people like just be grateful for what what the fuck be grateful for what the fuck you got cuz that definitely sounds like older black people but at the same time I'm like Oprah you're on Ozempic Well she finally admitted yeah, you remember she used to promote the water diet <laughs> and the weight watchers Mhm she used to push all that shit And then what I found real fucking funny is that literally to get where she was now she didn't step on everybody's fucking head and now she's over here toning around like how she redid the color purple and how this is like such a big step for us. First of all, first of all, no, it really ain't. It threw me off when it first came, like when it came out, which I was very excited about. I still haven't seen it because I can't take crying like that right now. But Fair. I was really excited because this is an all-star cast. But how are you going to have every, some of the most major black people, black women 
in the industry not even like with just music but with acting in general and you still gonna treat them like dirt like did you forget where you came from and that's well, the shit that pissed me I off have, i have a shitty well, question oh go ahead so there are a lot of people who have been asking because Oprah, obviously, listeners, if you don't know, if you haven't seen Color Purple, Oprah was in, like, the original Color Purple, right? She was, Sophia. Um, and so was Whoopi Goldberg. She was, Sealy. Why is Whoopi Goldberg not involved in the project, not involved in the publicity of this, like, it's not, it's, not, it's obviously not, like, a remake of the Color Purple, but, like, Oprah has been, like you said, been saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm remaking it, I'm, like, you know, this is, like, a... Like she executive produced it, why to bring is, it from off-Broadway. have been asking, why is Whoopi Goldberg not, like, why was Whoopi Goldberg not, like, an, like a, a producer for it to, like, help, like, publicize it? Like, why was she not involved in this? Like, because they were both in it. There, um, I also think because Whoopi Goldberg is a little more controversial for people than Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Hello. And also, let me tell you that. Mm, no, okay, I want to be very clear. I have a migraine Fair. right now. That no eyebrow have a rat thing. I don't want to see her ass. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to see her mean? ass. Every time I see her, I just want to sock her in the face. And I hate to say that. It's just the way her and Joy. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not, not too much on Joy now. <laughs> oh, plenty on Joy. Let me tell you, I, got, I was raised in a family full of Joy. As I can tell you right now, that trauma and disdain comes from Wait, my love. Not too much on Joy. That's Auntie Joy. Eat him up. Eat him up. Here, if you could find that sound effect that's the uh ticket machine at um at Chuck E. Cheese, put that in for what Terry just said all day. <laughs> and I remember my mom was like, You just hate them because they're liberal. I was like, first of all, that's not true. I am uh, hold up now, hold up now, because here, here's my thing. Joy, yes, liberal, obviously. What is a it conservative? Depends. It depends because that bitch got some conservative views. Because I as someone who watches the view, who's been watching the view every day since sophomore year of high school. Damn. Um, you can tell you footwear. At this point, you owe, you owe the damn seat. <laughs> I, you know what? If they ever invited me to be on The View, the way I would turn to Whoopi Goldberg. And I would I, rent out a theater for you just to watch hold it. Hold up. Oh. This is what I would say. This is what I would say. When I walk out, like, oh my God, they're like, and now for our guest co-host, Dr. Aaron Green, I would come out, right? And I oh. hug everybody. I sit down. And then Whoopi would ask me a question about my career. And I'm like, Whoopi, before I get into that, I have this friend from middle school slash high school slash college slash my adulthood. And if I had to ask you anything in your life, it would be, why didn't you apologize when you let that white man who you were with do blackface? <laughs> get out, Aaron. Do it. <laughs> That is the biggest question I have. That is the biggest question I have because who does that? Like you sick bitch. Are you in a race? No, she was digmatized. I do think she was digmatized. And I'm not I'm not even gonna say that because dick makes you do stupid things. I'll tell you but in them trenches. But but, mentally abused. I have had sex with a Republican before. And, and I've had sex with a racist. And I'm gonna tell you right now. And, and mine was racist too. My Terry, mine was racist too. He was racist too. His name. I, I ain't gonna say his name. You ain't gonna say name. You ain't gonna say name. <laughs> we are not getting defamation lawsuits. <laughs> say a uh, tacky jord. He y'all, y'all, I just spilled tea everywhere all over my lap. Fuck. So scary. <laughs> but I feel like as a person who has like that you know, if if at the time I feel like even at the time when I dated this person who was like racist, even if they had done blackface, like and I didn't like apologize, like I didn't apologize for it, 
it's the fact that I have grown as a adult now and I understand like life that like I would have eventually apologized for this bitch ain't apologized yet and she's like she closer to death than life you can be close to death in your body years and still be a child mentally and let me tell you right now that's not infantilizing her that's just how much I don't think she has a common decency to think about her actions I really just i think there's a certain level of black excellence that people don't want to acknowledge is rooted in also being self-hating and hello and doing hello. The whole otherness and i will say this as a person who grew up very much other thought process as a kid where i was like oh i'm not like other like you know the phase but mm -hmm. i always tell everybody thank god i became best friends with Zan. let me tell you right now because there's nothing like having a bitch that will very much humble you but also realize that you oh. really didn't know better oh, yeah oh she will humble i will tell everybody no matter that zan is she my friend humble. deal breaker zan <laughs> is my friend deal breaker if somebody if whoever i'm with says they don't like zan well baby you don't like me you don't like me <laughs> the real question so is you better walk out the door Harry. the real question is who humbles zan i do occasionally yeah oh here it is. And you do sometimes. I just don't let you know. Bitch, me telling you that tears <laughs> are carbs does not count as humbling. I swear to God, that was very humbling Wait, for me. Because <laughs> did you know that tortillas were carbs? Yes. That's what How the fuck do y'all know that? Zan, it's, it's, it's made with flour. flour and corn, baby. That's a carb. I just thought a carb was bread. <laughs> and, bread is made from and bread is a carb because it has flour in it. It's tortillas are kind of bread, baby. Please scratch this from the from the podcast, y'all. Nah, please. I was gonna say, she needs to be like the Brina's up all the time because I just genuinely did not know. Because this is the only <laughs> moment that I have recorded yeah. that, like, I like definitively know that, like, I truly, truly, definitively, one hundred percent, fucking humbled this bitch. And literally, I was, I won, I won in that conversation. It was probably my most educated moment from Aaron. Next to political stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm literally crying, y'all. Like, dead ass. Between the tea dropping on my lap and this, I'm crying. Damn, baby. It's carbs. They make carbs free for tears. Right? I was so confused. Because I was like, because to me, to me, okay, so look. To me, <laughs> tortillas and stuff are like completely separate fruit group. I don't associate it with like with it with bread for some reason i think i always associate with like some type of corn flour or different stuff not even cornmeal but corn flour or something so i was i was like oh okay well i guess it counts like over there like people use it as bread but i don't know if it necessarily counts as bread does that make sense because to me also i think bread is like soaking stuff up And I can't really soak stuff up with tortillas. Before I respond, I have a question. I never thought I'd have to ask you. Do you want me to be supportive or you want me to be honest? Which one you need right now? <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest. I did ask if T.D. Jakes had a sex playlist. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. You, you do know corn by itself is a carb, right? And this has been Black Terry. <laughs> Terry. Are you being serious? Wait, are you being serious? Wait, it's popcorn. Terry had to be. Man, are you being serious? Is corn really a carb? Damn. Wait, I just thought corn was like a vegetable. Wait, is popcorn a carb? 
I don't need this negativity in my life. All right. I say Alabama got to get their health performance together because what are they teaching the children? What? I just always just count it as like a vegetable. Okay, so y'all, um, before we move to our next topic, um, I'm going to take the shot, my second of three, two or three shots. And then we're going to do a bitch go to hell segment because I have a bitch go to hell segment thought. So let me take this shot. Can y'all hear it? I gotta blow mm. my nose. Oh, that was strong. Oh. It's popcorn a car. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Bitch, go to hell. <laughs> who I literally work with, who literally this motherfucking week, you had the fucking audacity to show up to the goddamn. And you had the audacity to show up, participate, get into the, and then say this because I feel like next week I'm anything about anything. I feel like it's the fact. Fuck you. Go to hell. And this has yeah, been. Yeah, that's fucked up. Bitch, go to hell. Last topic for tonight. Lil Nas X has released a music video. So before we discuss this topic, I'm going to take my last shot. This is my third shot. Um, and as I'm taking it, I'm noticing the uh, color of it. It's very much giving Jacob a Lordy bath water. Oh! Um, <laughs> amazing. Um, so let me go ahead and take this. Y'all bitches should be saying anything. Mm. Ah! Ah! Oh God. Mm, okay. Um. Ooh. How do y'all feel about Lil Nas? Oh God. Are you okay? Get mm. a taster. Do some. Damn. Did you breathe? Let me drink some water. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. It wasn't the strawberry and cream liqueur. It was definitely the vanilla vodka. You know, uh, you are getting close to your thirties. Mm 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 mm. Dude, I can't wait to be thirty. How do y'all feel about the music video? I think it was funny. Wait, it go was, ahead, Terry. It was funny, but also, like, I want to be very clear. It's not just because Little Nas X. Like, I had an issue with Judas by Lady Gaga. Where I'm like, eh, imagery of Christ, one thing. But that was a damn good video. And when he's, like, knocks out the devil, it's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I think the video is so funny. After we watched it, then I had uh, Lexi watch Judas by <laughs> Lady Gaga because I love it. Wait, then, had Lexi not thought- seen it? Had Lexia not seen it? I don't think so. You know, I didn't even ask. I just started playing it. <laughs> but I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, you remember like all the controversy surrounding Judas? I was like, did anybody ever bring up that she had Jesus as a black man? Mm. Yeah. Oh, she. I remember some of my teachers did. And that's when I looked at some of my teachers weird. So. I was, um, oh, I was just about to say, Aaron, the uh, kinky straight wigs that little Nas had is the kind of kinky straight I'd be wanting you to get. Oh, yeah, so look good. You and Terry with those type of kinky straight wigs look so cute. Oh, New York. The New York Times has an article called "Is This Lil Nas X's Final Troll?" Um, because a lot of people who either don't know who he is or don't know what his music is about or just are stupid in general. Um, have since honestly Montero been talking about how he has been like 
Uh, I guess in their opinions, like defacing um, Christianity. Um, do y'all feel that that is what he is doing in this video? No, I have a controversial opinion. I Go think ahead, it's kind of like a mixed bag because initially, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, a little, eh, but I love the song too much. I ain't gonna lie, I was dancing. But so the second time I listened to it and I thought about like the controversy and stuff that he's been talking about, it's like, okay, but Little Nas has been opened up by the fact of like, yes, he's gay. Yes, he also believes in Jesus. Yes, these things. And he's like, there's not one way for him to be a Christian. And I'm never one to judge someone's walk with faith. But I'm also like, after y'all literally told this boy he was going to slide to the devil because he slid down on a stripper pole in his video. Now you got him fighting Christ. What do you, I'm not fighting Christ, I'm fighting the devil. What do you want him to do? Like, it's never going to be good enough. And at some point, you have to realize certain things aren't for certain groups. I compartmentalize certain things. Where I'm like, eh, I like the music. I think it's cool. Does the video bother me? Only in that one part. But other than that, I love the video. Like, to be quite honest. And you have to be able to separate that. It's not like, if this one person has the power to unravel your whole faith, then your faith isn't as strong as it should be. And I, I think swear to be God, that has watching. been my literal like what I have been telling people for years. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's literally what I've been saying to people for a long time. All right, keep going. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like as and this is coming from, I will admit, Christian perspective, all sins are equal in God's um way of judgment. So I'm not gonna cast stones in a glass house when I know I have plenty of sins of my own. But I'm also not gonna shame someone because you don't know what. You, I don't think he's trolling. Honestly, I don't think he's trolling. I think that he's like, hey, there's a way of balance. I'm going to poke fun, but look, like you only tuned in because you wanted to have a reason to judge me, essentially. like I feel like that's why most people were watching the video from the conservative perspective, and that, that's, their, that's their prerogative. But I don't think... I, I didn't walk away from that video going, oh, he thinks Jesus is a mockery, if that makes sense. That I don't so think he did that. That is hilarious that you say that. Because did you see the um? Did even one of y'all see the video that he dropped on a uh, TikTok? No. So literally about a day or so ago, he dropped a video where it's outside of like any his normal stuff. It's just him walking around talking. He was like, "Hey," he was like, "I feel like I somewhat have to apologize." And everybody in the comments told me he have to apologize. But he was like, I'm just letting y'all know. He was like, this was like one of the few times where I wasn't like trolling, trolling. He was like, I'm not the first person to use like the imagery of like Jesus and different stuff. He was like, no. I'm going to be the last. He's like, Kanye has done Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was like, Lady Gaga has done Jesus. Everybody has done it. He was like, and people past me are going to do it. He's like, this wasn't even me really like trolling, whatever. This is saying, hey, I'm like back like jesus like coming back again being reborn doing different stuff and all that and he was like and i mean him by it and because apparently he also did a video where he was just like in the kiki straight wig dressed as jesus eating like the comedian crackers and the juice and he was like honestly he was like i thought people would understand where i was coming from and like being kind of like haha funny or whatever but when i did that comedian video to like lighten the mood i didn't think y'all were gonna be so literal about it he was like i just thought we were all thinking about when we were kids and we all wanted to eat those crackers and drink a bunch of juice which i'm gonna be honest some churches did have fire ass Jesus crackers. I've never been to a church. Okay. So, I feel like that's a black experience I missed out on. So <sighs> so I got a few things to say. So one, um, I, I I remember when I was very young, um, I tried to like play act communion and I was told like you don't need to that's disrespectful. You can't be pretending to eat. Like I was like, Oh, we're gonna have communion. Like I got some saltines and some like juice. 
And I was told, like, don't don't joke about that. That's not something to joke about. And so I, I, I remember being reprimanded by my, like, parents by that. But another thing, I would say, like, for me, I think the only... Because honestly, like, Christ-like imagery and, like, th that imagery, it's like, he is not the first person to do that shit. Not even just, like, in music, but just in, like, entertainment, media, literature, whatever have you. Like, that is just, like... that like it is what it is like that people have been doing this since like jesus has existed honestly like that that people just use that like metaphorically in like their art entertainment like that's just something that people do i think the only issue is that like i feel like the reason it's obviously is so controversial is because honestly like he is a troll like that that's his whole like shtick like especially like on social media not saying like this music video itself is like him trolling but like for so long like that has just been like his like thing on social media is to, is to troll people like honestly he is like he it, the way he acts on twitter is honestly like nostalgic of like the way that rihanna act on twitter or i should say rihanna acted on twitter and so i feel like Because that was, like, his, like, vibe on social media and because he had such a viral backlash against Montero and um, all of the shit with that fucking album and the social media promotion of that album um, and that single, Call Me By My Name, um, I feel like the fact that, like, he... And what is confusing to me is that, like, here is somebody who obviously... has like an experience that many other like black queer people have with like um being told that like your quote lifestyle is a sin you're going to hell whatever and like because that, that was my first experience i didn't the first thing i heard about ever about homosexuality it was in a church it was about literally like if you are homosexual you are a byproduct of Sodom and you were going to hell. That was the first thing I ever heard. I was like, the fuck is homosexuality? I don't know what the fuck that is. And then I went and Googled it. I was like, oh, okay. Why are we going to hell for, you know, this? So I feel like the fact that he wants to like tell, to me, it was so obvious. Like, I don't know. I just like, I just got it. But like some people, I guess I can understand why they might see it as like, um, uh is it uh blasphemous for him to like use that kind of like imagery in his uh in his art and i like i i understand that but at the same time like this is also like his story but also at the same time like is it are you mad because he uses imagery in his art or are you mad because he used it and he's gay Like, that is because so many people use, like, Christ-like imagery and metaphors in all the things that they do in their life. And, like, I, if we, if we, if we had to complain about this shit every time it happened with a celebrity, every time it happened with a film or a TV show or whatever, we'd be complaining every fucking day. But, like, it's, it's because he's gay, let's be honest. I've seen both. I've seen the whole, like, it's because he's gay, but I've also seen people go, like, who've been pretty consistent across the board go, it's both, because in the Bible, you're called to remove any imagery that's not honoring God from the world and stuff like that. But I'm also, like, it. I do think a certain subgroup of people is not even, it's not even that he's just gay, it's that he's black gay and using the imagery of Christ. Mm -hmm. I also and find that's that something. Oh, oh sorry. Tara, I mean, cut you off. Oh no, you're good. I I've been taking a long pause to breathe. My bad, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, and like I will say on the 
topic and I won't go too deep onto this one because I feel like this we can do a whole episode on about the church and gay sin and stuff like that I do find it funny that as I've gotten older um I've learned like and even growing up I've learned yes God says things are sin but every but there's no quantifiable way of measuring sin and to just condemn somebody to hell is a lot worse than to just be like oh they're gay like to condemn somebody and act as if you know God's intention with them about their life instead of just being like hey this is considered a sin in the bible cool all sins amount the same there's no quantifiable measurement of between death gay um mixing blends of wool and stuff like that like it's all equally created sin Harry, yeah i i don't know if you i don't think you were on black brew like i don't think you had started recording with us so we talked about this because we obviously we need to have an episode about like religion um yeah. and black brew people because like i have i have also heard that like you can't quantify sin that like sin is yeah. just sin and like i've heard that from people before like before i like like official officially like left like religion and like and and like to me that makes sense it just makes sense um but like i feel like the like and like obviously everybody has their own different opinion about how they're going about and how they're interpreting like the bible or interpreting like i guess sin or god's word or whatever yeah. and like it's just like it for me it's just like so sad that like i didn't hear that like oh it's like sin is not quantifiable like i don't remember hearing that until like i was like maybe like in college when i heard like i remember hearing like people in college saying that when i was like when i was like already out and i was like yeah this is like why i left like religion because like I was told that, like, being gay is, like, the worst sin. Like, you got a divorce, that's fine. You lied, that's fine. You, like, cheated, that's fine. It's, like, whatever. Like, you can ask for forgiveness. But I remember, I remember in high school, I remember, I don't know if you remember his name, but I'm gonna say his name because we will be out. Do you remember? Why the fuck this shit sound so I remember, familiar. I remember this light-skinned nigga literally turning around because someone asked me, like, oh, do you think you'll ever get married? And I said... I mean, right now it's not legal for me to get married, but like, I'm not really interested in getting married right now. But if I, if someone like, if I, if that comes up in my lifetime, like, yeah. And then he said, aren't you gay? And I was like, yes, I am. And he was like, you don't deserve to get married. You're gay. What? And I was like, deserve. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, you can't get marriage is like a, is a, um, is a, a privilege for people who like believe in God and follow his teachings and like are like whatever all, all that like Christianity stuff that he was like spewing and I was just like oh okay um all right I guess I won't get married then I'll like oh thank you union. nigga name I was just like okay like but I then, feel so like, bad when you I'm said his like, name you I'm also like, cheated on your original. girlfriend like you you did so many bad things like morally what the I'm doing drugs too. Ah, you know what? It's, uh, so I'm just like, I, because my mom has tried to get me to go back to the church. Obviously, I, I, I can, I got too much trauma, Not but also I'm too, I'm too terrified of like, because I'm, I used to be an atheist, but I think my atheism was mostly just like me being like, I cannot believe in this because if I choose to believe in this, then that means that I'm believing that I am literally the worst person on this earth and that like I deserve like honestly torture for like being gay or just like even questioning 
anything related to God at all because I'm just like confused about like his uh his I don't even know what to call it like his existence and if if I'm like even questioning it then like I, I deserve to go to hell so I was like in my mind when I was the atheist I was like this I, I I'm just gonna choose not to believe in it but then I became like agnostic and I was like you know what if God is real God is real if he's not he's not if I go to hell I go to hell if I don't I don't like at this point I'm just gonna make what I have right now because I I have anxiety already I cannot be spending every day of my life being like Aaron I know you're I know you're queer but just know you're going just know you're going to hell you can try to have fun for the days that you're alive but just know at the end of the time at the end of times you will be judged and you will be uh burning and so I mean I can't I can't go back like I like I just don't think I would have to have some deep psychotherapy to even begin to even be like you know what I can go to a church and believe in all of this and even accept all the things it's got even worse for me now because I don't even I don't even feel safe as a trans person even go like much less like worried about like oh do I believe this like I don't like even if I even wanted to believe I wouldn't even feel safe going in there so that's that I just trauma don't but that yeah no that's okay and that makes me really sad mm -hmm. that like nobody's ever shared that I will say I didn't get that learning until I got older but at home I got that from my mom and dad but like oh, a few of the church I went to yeah they taught the other aspect of like if you aren't exactly perfect you're going to hell and I think reading the bible and also getting in around people who were very much like no that's not what the bible teaches like where are you getting the scripture for that and reading through it myself is like okay so like yes these things are considered sin but god doesn't quantify like there's no way to no sins worse than the other and also you can be a perfect goody two-shoes person and still not make it into heaven because when god created the book of life he wrote down if you were going to heaven or hell there's nothing we can do to earn our way in or out some of the best people that we know can probably not make it and some of the worst people that the world condemns will probably make it we have no control over that and to use that to put down others and to act as God and to inflict that type of pain onto others is then it's a bigger it's a bigger flaw those people who call themselves Christians because they're acting as if they're speaking on God's behalf while knowing nothing of him that's right and, Tara, up. that's why I tell people to eat my dick I remember like even me you had this conversation Zan, before like mm -hmm. I like that was one of the most freeing things for me where I'm like yes I have my faith I also believe that my faith is not everybody's faith and everybody's called to believe in God and that's okay and I will never ever use that to influence someone else's life around me but it does pain me I think after years of therapy and also finding a church where I felt safe later on um it pains me because I too like I walked away from church when I was in high school because I was like I'll never live up to that standard like I hate myself. Obviously, I'm already condemned for hell. And it made me such a miserable person for myself because I did like church at that age, but then I felt like I was comparing myself to people and that's not what it's called to do. It shouldn't be used to shame and it shouldn't be used to condemn people because at the end of the day, none of us know where we're going. It's a choice to believe God's word and to live accordingly. That's a choice I actively make as a Christian. But I also understand that's not for everybody. And that's not called to control everybody around me. And I get very passionate about that because I have people in my life from all walks of life who, even if they didn't believe in Christ, like who, like Zan, for example, who encouraged me to get back into church because you knew how important that was to me. And it makes me sad to know that that's a thing that 
we aren't taught, and especially in black churches, we're taught that everything is equated to shame. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's like one of the big things that Lil Nas talks about. Because, like, and you can tell the people who only tune in for like the videos to see, like, oh, so I can talk about this shit, whatever, yada, yada. But on his album, he does explore the fact of his family did condemn him. Like, specifically, his mother was telling him he was going to hell, he was going to burn and all that. Or, like, he'll be forgiven if he helped her out with, like, some money, different things like that. And he was like, Wait, I ain't fucking need that shit. Yeah. No, he goes into his, like, his album. Of course, he has, like, cl very clearly he has religious trauma. But no, his family has actively said something about him, like, being gay. Like, clearly, because we're all black and we're all Southern. Because yep. he's from Atlanta. Oh. Like, let's unpack that. He's from the Bible Belt. Yeah. I mean, so that's I a whole different thing. So, like, him being able to express himself in several different ways being black being happy and being gay at the same time and if he is still religious and exploring his faith those are things that people do not want to see and he's sitting here his own version of rebellion is doing the things that he does so he can express himself a way that makes him happy i mean i guess like for me i'm just like it it's even sad that the fact that it even has to be considered like rebellion because i'm like at the end of the day because like there are obviously a bunch of like people who are queer and who are christians but, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I can only imagine how many more queer Christians there could be if you didn't have an entire, like, like um I don't know if agenda is the right word, but agenda that is telling people that, like, you, you, you're going to hell. Like, and at that point, I was like, if you're telling me I'm going to hell just because I'm queer, then, like, why would I even want to even go to church? Like, why, like, why would, if I have to change, like, who I am, then, like, why would I even want to, like, go to church, go to Sunday school, go to Bible school. Like, why do I want to engage with the people here if you don't even think that I'm worthy just because, like, of, like, who, like, who I am and you think that this is, like, so bad that I have to, like, not be gay to even associate with you, much less, like, enter the kingdom of heaven. Why, like, well, why does that have to be considered, like, rebellion? Why does it have to, like, why, why can't I be queer and also be a Christian and also go to heaven. I don't know. I've been in a lot of deconstruction about like hell recently because hell has been like one of my top like five fears. Um it's no longer it's no longer in my top five anymore because I've been doing deconstruction. But like I I tr I, I truly because death is one of my death is one of, is my number one fear. And death is one of my number of fears because I have a fear of like the unknown, which is why mm -hmm. I'm also afraid of the dark because I don't know what's in the dark and I don't know what's gonna happen when when I die. But it would make mm -hmm. me feel I probably my anxiety would feel so much better if I knew like you know what if I die today I know that I will enter a place a realm where I have eternal happiness I'm with the people who I love I'm with people who love me it's just like honestly just like perfection but like that ain't the, that's not the case for me because I've been told I don't even deserve that, and I've been told that what I deserve is something that honestly I can is indescribable. So I'm like, okay, well, obviously I don't want every day of my life to be focusing on like this is what I deserve. So I'm just gonna say like, okay, neither are real. I'm just gonna like focus on what's happening in the present. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know what's gonna actually happen. I don't have any kind of like actual like philosophy or standing to even like envision what i think might happen when i die since none of us like there's no like actual evidence what happens but like it would be nice to have some kind of like you know like this is what i think will happen when i die and i think i'm gonna actually like be with my loved ones and be happy and like my like resting place will it, it'll be it'll be good i'll be transcended to a better place but i don't even know that because i've been told i'm not going there <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what the oddest thing is and i realize there's certain parts of my aspect of me growing up in churches that is that does differ from you and terry um growing up before my mom got sick and all that she never once told she wasn't about that hating gay people shit and none of that shit she was also not with the not having sex before marriage. She just looked me dead in my face. Mind you, I'm like, sister, she's like, that's probably not going to happen. We're going to be realistic. I'm like, okay. And so whenever it came to church and I heard a pastor talking about like condemning gay people or different stuff like that, I don't know why. I I know for a fact, I'll make a face. I'll look at them and I'll just tune it out. Because like, I'm not listening to somebody who you saying you got ordained by some, who, first of all, who the fuck you got your call from? I don't know if you got your call from God or not how the fuck i know i'm supposed to listen to you and believe what you're saying because first of all you look sweaty you look like you don't know what you're talking about you look like you're struggling to say the word the like i'm not about to sit here and believe something coming out of your mouth when you can't even believe that your wife loves you like i'm not doing that which is so weird because i've realized i've been on this same time since i was a kid it's just certain stuff i'm not about to sit here and listen to somebody tell me to hate somebody when i'm i don't know everybody i'm not about to sit here and hate people just because you tell me to hate somebody that don't make no fucking sense, now does it? I've been saying this since day one that I need to be a Zayas family because I don't understand how your family is more accepting than I don't my know. fucking family. The fact that I was gay and your family was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but your they family don't. knows trans people and they're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, why can't they don't. They simply do not. Yours? Terry, clearly, Brandy would let Jehovah's Witnesses in the house to talk to him, give him a second to sit down to get the pamphlet so she could put the pamphlet in the bathroom and have reading material. Yeah, I got trauma from Jehovah's Witnesses because my aunt was one. <laughs> I will say, kind of similarly to you, Zan, my parents, well, with the exception of my dad, my dad was like, whoever you date, don't bring him a, anybody ugly. That was his rule. But A valid rule. But yeah, valid my rule. parents were also like, <laughs> my mom was like, especially when I got back in church, as I got older, she was like, okay, you know things are sin. I and I showed you guys my Twitter. It used to be toxic as hell when I was younger. It was in the was in the Bible Belt trenches. But when I got older, and honestly, I got under better teaching. I my mom was like, okay, so say you have a, for example, she's like, say your sister comes to you, she's like, I like girls. What are you gonna do? I was like, I'll be like, okay, well, what you want me to do about that girl like I'm she's like don't make it a big deal she's like because you don't know what someone's life path is you don't know people don't have to subscribe to your faith and your beliefs just because they're important to you Mm -hmm. and that's something my parents apply to everything not just religion but like everything and that's kind of always been my outlook like if you ask me my opinions I'll always give them I'm never gonna lie to people around me because one I think if you're if my thoughts are ever harmful it can affect somebody around me I would want to be corrected on that you know but I also believe that at the end of the day, I don't know what's going on in somebody's life. And I look, I feel like an even bigger ass if I'm over here, like, you're going to go to hell when, okay, based off of what y'all both know me personally, baby, if God was quantitative, oh, I'll be done. I'll be done years ago. And it's just like, that's not like, that's not what the Bible is. And I hate the fact that people use these whole like taunts of you're going to hell just to kind of control people. Because they're so worried about controlling your sin, they're not worrying about their own sin, or their or what we pers- what they imagine is a sin. They're using that to control other people, and it's sick because that's not the God and Jesus in the Bible who walked with sinners, who sat with whores and stuff. Never affirmed a sin, like called all sins equal, but was also never hateful because 
as people, we all are sinners and fall short of the glory of Christ, no matter what walk we go through. Um, and I feel like if you're made, if you are alive and breathing, and this is a very personal one, if you're alive and breathing, God already ordained you as worthy enough for life. So no other person's judgment should ever tear you down or change what you're doing. Um, thank you for that. Um, th- this is what I love about this podcast. Um, that um, it's so it's so good. That was I think a perfect closer to um this episode of Black Brew. If uh, I was gonna go to hell, it might have been because I was playing dodgeball. With- you know what? Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. Even, it wasn't my idea, and I wasn't the only kid doing it. I um, you couldn't carry a note as a kid. I just have to say, um, if you go to hell, it's actually because you're a you're a raging bitch and a cunt. That's the reason why you're going to hell. Because oh, it might be because I. Mean, I anyway, uh, they can't be wrong. They should no, say so. Shut up, Dan. Before I mute you. Um, thank you. Everybody. Slurp it up. What? Swallowed. <laughs> have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed? Hey, remember the time of swallowing? TD Jake said he'll make you see God. Anyway, before we end, Terry. Yeah. What What did TD Jake's mean by swallowing? I don't know. And okay, that was the part I forgot to bring up earlier. It's not even the fact that he addressed his congregation like you're supposed to do that. It's how he did it. It felt very erotic. It did. I it felt like weird. Like, I, if my pastor said that, I would be getting the fuck up. I'd be like, okay, it's time to get out of here. This ain't the church for me. Maybe mm-hmm. using some very uh, provocative metaphors. I, I, As someone who has been to both high, the Church of the Highlands and Daystar Family Church, I can't stand Daystar. First of all, Daystar, they left. Daystar, they left as soon as they made the changes. First of all, Daystar Family Church, the fact that they talked about Black Lives Matter and police brutality in the church um, and literally ridiculed a Black woman who got up and walked out when he said that Black Lives Matter was a terrorist organization and that she would not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, I, I'm never close to my brother. I haven't been close. But I was close that one day when he said, he texted me, he said, Aaron, I've been going to church with, you know, my mom at Daystar Family Church. I didn't really like the fact, like, I feel like church shouldn't be a place for us to discuss politics, but I really, really, really did not like the fact that, like, this Black woman was, like, ridiculed and, like, a few people booed her for, like, getting up <gasps> and walking out when, like, the when the pastor started talking about Black Lives Matter and police brutality and saying that it was, like, a terrorist organization and that, like, Black Lives Matter was, like, not, like, in the vision of, like, Jesus Christ. And just, like, anti-Black Lives, like, it was, like, stuff. And I was just, like, I was, like, are, like, what do you mean? And, and like, he, like, sent me a, it, it was very intense. I was, like, oh, I was, like, well, what did my, what did my mom say? Like, what did she say? <laughs> what did yeah. she say? And um, my mom, my I don't know if this is the reason why, but my, my mom no longer attends Daystar Family Church. Um, that but, place is uh, weird. <laughs> my parents I remember left as going soon there. As they built the second building. First of all, I remember Daystar Family Church, specifically the one in Northport, Alabama. Y'all yep. calling y'all out. Mm-hmm. Yep, y'all had that black man who was obviously gay get up in there. He was in the fucking choir. <laughs> in the choir. 
get this whole monologue about how people have been accusing him and accurately accusing spreading fake news about him being a gay man and how he is so upset that he was I like, like I, it's the fact that people really are accusing me of being gay and I know that being gay is a sin and Jesus doesn't want that and that is I just want the, I just want everyone at Daystar Family Church Northport campus to know that I am not gay and I was just like if you don't sit your gay ass down <laughs> Like, I bitch, if you had put on a show, it was know. a show. It was a show. I Literally, when I left that church, it was traumatic. Wait, Bro, North me and Tiki went one time. Yeah, that's when my parents were you. Wait, Tara, where did you go? Um, since I moved down here up until I went to high school. T oh, okay. And like, I, I miss my you. parents literally had to yell at me to go the Very. last years. It's the fact that I missed you by probably maybe like a year or two. Yeah, probably because my parents left and a lot of the original board members left because changes in the way scripture was being so, for, um taught to people. So you remember my parents Pastor, go you remember Pastor Yeah. Oh, okay. Not okay. Not okay. Like you to talk to my mom about because he was definitely almost my other godfather. <laughs> oh. And I my parents kinda after the whole thing with separating um the church and like what led to a lot of the people of color and like people who had been there from the beginning leaving was it got very unfaith like it got very much like personal agenda mm -hmm. and my parents completely mm -hmm. like my parents were self-funding a lot of stuff for their ministry for the younger kids and single moms and i remember my parents coming home crying when they left the church because they said that's not the church they started it was like very much, that's like why my like when i that was like my first like I, like I quote unquote integrated church experience because like I had been to like an all black church before. It, oh. And then I went to like a predominantly white church that so had like maybe like two or three black people in it. And we were like the only black people in the church. And then I went to this church. It was like not only like a, a very mixed racial church, but also it was like that that church that had like the like fucking Christian rock music in it. Yeah. I it fucking was, hate that shit. And I was like, this is very like this is like new agey. Like this is like, oh, this is like, yo, this this sounds like something I can hear on the radio, like at a Whataburger or something. And I'll like... give you some tea <laughs> about why it's like that. Um, because every year we go to conferences about how to scale the church, and Church of the Highlands was the model church, and out of nowhere they blew up and did that shit intentionally, and it messed up because it felt like everybody who actually cared about going to church for the message was like, so we're just commercializing Jesus. <laughs> not you going over here going mm -hmm, behind me Jacob. but yeah it was like really fucked up and a lot of the youth left the church because we were like it's bs and this is not like okay and when other people who've been there longer were saying saying stuff they're like well you can just leave so people left yes that was definitely the vibe if you don't like it you can just fucking leave and so like even though like uh, Church of the Highlands is way more of a fucking mega church than Daystar Family Church. I will say I felt I felt more welcome that fucking Church yep. of the Highlands and Daystar. Yep. Daystar Family, that was some real Southern Baptist fucking. You can get the fuck up out of here if you don't want to fucking call out and call somebody a faggot. Whereas yeah. Church of Highlands, it was just like, give us the money. <laughs> it was like it, it is what it is. Like you you believe in God, you believe Jesus is the Son of Christ. All right, that's fine. Means to you, that church. Me and TT went to Daystar one time, and I don't remember what triggered it. But TT was like, "Hey, I want to go, but I want to go by myself." And I was like, "All right, fine, I'll go with you." Was it the Man, North we North went campus? there? Huh? Was it Norfolk campus or Tuscaloosa campus? 
Was it, it on was Watermelon B. Road? Okay, it's I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it might have been like in Northport. Yeah, it's the Northport campus, and it's the bigger sanctuary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was really big. And oh, so, yeah, like, when they started playing that music, me and my aunt looked at each other and we're like, "What the fuck's this?" Because I, I looked at her and I started touching my chest. Like, why is my chest rumbling? Wait, Jose, when did you go? Because okay, so I've been so I started at the Northport campus, and then my mom and I we transitioned to the Tuscaloosa campus because it was way. It was like maybe like a fifth of the size of, of the Northport campus. It was much smaller, intimate. When did you go to the Northport campus with your aunt? It was probably like either early college. Oh, bitch, we went to, we went the same time. We because my my mom started going right when I went to college. No, me went at the same time. We went. One day, not even twelve hours. We Damn, was like, "This I is not it." We got that cup and left. Damn, we we if we that means we could have been at Daystar Family Church at the same time. I could have looked across the aisle and said, "The f yeah." But after me and TT got our travel cups, we never came back. <laughs> we did the new member a little thing, got a little oh thermos, dip the fuck out. Mine broke in the washing machine like a month after I got that thing. Like, yeah, dang. I just remember, like, when they expanded to that new building, at the time, we had a Black youth pastor and everything. Like, it was a lot more people of color in the hierarchy there. And then everybody kind of got started being shady behind the scenes. And I remember just my parents going, we're not doing this. Like, we will honor the Lord in a different way. We're not staying here for this. And y'all know whenever I talk about I don't like church people, those are the types of church people I do not fucking like. And it makes sense. That's why I left church for, like, almost all of my college years. I hope every night somebody fart on me pillows. All right. So um, the next episode we have, like, we, we should probably discuss like maybe like being religious versus being spiritual. It's been a while since we discussed the uh, religion on Black Brew. I think that was maybe like season one we discussed about Black Brew. And it was me and Josh talking about why we left the church as gay people. But um, been yeah. a whole new lineup switch by then. So yeah, um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Black Brew. Remember to go on our social media, on Twitter and on Instagram and follow us at Black Brew pod um if you want to guess code if you want to guess code some black brew uh you can dm us on instagram at black brew pod or you can email us at black but you you can email us at uh <laughs> email us at podcast time one at gmail.com um, we have other podcasts in the Black Brew Podcast Network, such as the Southern Sleuths featuring me and Kevin Crosswell as a true crime podcast. We have the Political Tea Podcast. If you definitely want to be a, a guest host to talk about politics, you can uh, DM us. And if you want a guest host that, we're always looking for people to talk. To, we, we're, all, we're always looking. <laughs> we're always looking for people to, to debate and discuss politics. We have an episode coming soon. And if you also like to discuss humor or pop culture, you can also be with us on the Gossip For Your Live podcast, which discusses pop culture and uh, humor. So DM us if you want to partake in that. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of Black Crew. Goodbye. And this podcast has been brought to you by Lacuna Magazine. Rosine. If y'all have any submissions, feel free to submit them through Instagram. There's a link to our site and everything. And let us know. Reach out. Bye-bye now.